everybody, this is MG, and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week, and we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Also, if you already haven't registered, the Houston Intergroup is hosting their fall workshop on October 3rd at 1 p.m. I will be the co-chair and Elizabeth will be the Ask It Basket panelist. So if you want to sign up, go to www.slaa-houston.org forward slash events and sign up for the fall workshop. It's free and it lasts three hours and it's going to be a lot of great recovery. Hope to see you there. Hi everybody, this is MG. I'm Elizabeth Putwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. Our podcast. And you get to listen to us talk about being sober, how we do it, why we do it. I love it. I love it. So I thought that we could talk about celebrating success because Sometimes I get into the doom and gloom of recovery, and I've heard some women share recently in meetings about being angry, ah, I have to do this thing, ah, and it's hard. You go through withdrawal, it's all very serious and, you know, uh, dark, and as it should be. I mean, none of us got here because, you know, our lives were going... It wasn't a high point. (laughs) Not a high point. In fact, I was thinking that the worst times in my life, the times when I felt suicidal or just like a piece of shit, was, you know, because of my sex and love addiction and through my relationships with dysfunctional people. So I concur. So it's heavy stuff, but what I wanted... And I do think that, though, it, you know... So much of it is is what's going on inside our heads. Like when we do get here, it's like, why? I mean, my my questions, my head was like this: Where is he? Why won't he love me? Why doesn't he love me? When's he gonna call me? Where is he? When's he gonna? You know, can I do this to make him love me? There's all the scheming, you know, and that like on a, it doing that like once, like I just did, isn't gonna, you know, really affect my psyche but I did every day all day all the time for years for years multiple years and it it did it took me to that dark and dingy shadowy place 
And then getting out of it, Elizabeth, was also a dark journey on my own because I had to go to therapy and look at my family of origin and to realize, you know, working through the steps and realizing my part in it. I thought, oh, no, 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 I'm a victim. And then I realized, oh, really? Really? You're a victim? What about all that lying you did? What about, you know, all the manipulation you did? Oh, yeah. So it's like... It can be, it can be heavy, but what I want to talk about today is celebrating success, and I wanted to talk about it in terms of this little podcast that Miss Elizabeth Pudwell and I do, and we started it, our first podcast was March 28th, 2018, so two and a half years ago we started this, and we have done 85 episodes We've had three speaker meetings, and we've had over 50,000 listens. That's an incredible number right there. I love that one. And, you know, uh, you can go and look at the analytics on our hosting platform. And, I mean, we've gone, there's been somebody from some kind of country, some kind of place, some kind of where, that have listened to us. So the outreach has just been really phenomenal. And... I have to say, you know, I'm not doing this for prestige. I'm not doing this to get any kind of business. I think it's a pure, um, you know, effort on my part to carry the message. Thank goodness we have a platform where we can do a podcast and we can reach thousands of men and women out there who are sick and suffering from this disease. So, You know, that's like a success for us, you and I, and all of our amazing guests that we've had on. It's a gift, the whole thing. And, you know, I remember you were sitting right over there on my couch when you told me I was thinking about doing a podcast. And I was like, yep, I'm in. And together, uh, we figured out the technology, the way to do it, um, and even... In this this March, just this March, we had to figure out how to do it again because we used to be sitting in the same room and do it, and now we do it via Zoom. And MG has figured out how to, you know, mostly retain the recording quality. And, um, you know, we are very limited budget and limited, um, you know, technology at, at our disposal, but we make it work. And... It isn't, this was never a project of, um, you know, prestige or um, financial gain. It's a project of how, you know, how can we reach more people? Yeah, yeah. And this kind of goes in line with what we were talking about before we started the meeting that, you know, it's ours. And um, both of us have a foundation in multiple programs you know, namely the mothership, which is sets the bar for meetings and and structure and I don't want to say rules, but guidelines. You know, and how to how to have a meeting and how to you know how to run a program and how to be a program, and um, that serves us you know and we're both very different too we have different opinions and different ways of sponsoring and and managing our social lives and our communication but it works you know well and i think that 
because of your long-term sobriety and my long-term sobriety that we can offer our experience, strength, and hope and hopefully reach out to those women who are out there, maybe newly beginning. And because I feel like we laugh a lot, we joke a lot, because we can. I mean, you know, if you want to talk about success, I feel like you've been very successful one day at a time for the past X number of years and me the same way that we've been successful. So I can relax a little bit and I can laugh about things right. like, you know, we and did... I, I, I mean, I remember both. I mean, when I came into AA, it was not a high point by any means. I'd been arrested and, um, you know, I was drinking and driving and hurt somebody. And then when I came into SLAA, um, I was really, really struggling with trying to um, extricate myself from a toxic relationship with someone I worked with. And um, I didn't think anything was funny. And I remember thinking that. I don't think this is funny. I don't know what these bitches are laughing at. <laughs> the first AA meeting I go to is Lambda Center. It's over on uh, Joanne, that little street, not where it's at now, that nice center. And I mean, the lights were bright, and it was like after a speaker meeting, and everybody was laughing, and they was, ha, 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 I was like, oh my God, these are freaks. I was like so horrified, you know, and it was just sort of like, have some cake. Okay, I'll have some cake. I'll eat some cake. And I just, you know, settled in. And so it can be a shock to get here, and uh, so I'm just so glad that we've decided to do this it was really my escape to get out of your law of attraction <laughs> workshop because i was like I, I want my saturdays to I myself know. you know and you were like i'm not letting you off the hook we got to do something else and so i appreciate your push and i think sometimes <laughs> that's what a sponsor is good for is to tell us things that we might not want to hear recently you were like saying stop talking about being sick you know and i was like that's so good my friend esther lee said Take that coronavirus off your Facebook. You have it as your background. Take it off there. That's not good. Every time you see that, you're thinking coronavirus. So, you know, our our friends in recovery help us by, you know, helping us get out of our racket, you know, if you're a landmark trained person. Well, but that is one of the, the, the successes, period, about program because the whole thing, you know, all roads lead back to you. When you work a 12-step program... You know, when I did it, what did I do? <laughs> you know, what is my part in this? Because that's the part that I can change. And, you know, I I do, like, sometimes I have to qualify with people like, uh, I needed to say this to you. But the thing is, is that with the relationship that you and I have, I can say that to you. Stop talking about being sick, you know, stop, stop remembering that. Because I saw myself doing it. It's like all I did was talk about my sad old self, you know, my sad old fucking story. Where is he? Why won't he call me? God, what does this mean? What does that mean? He did this today. I mean, he, I would see him flirting with some other woman and I would go back to my desk and just like be down in the dumps. Gutted. Gutted. Oh my God. Yeah. For the rest of the day until we got our hit again. Or a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. But, but the thing is, is that it, it, you know, having being able to receive feedback, you know, and I'm so much better at it 
than I was when pre-programmed and I couldn't really take, I remember I had this girl, um, her name was Beth and she went to the downtown meeting, AA meeting that I went to. And this was pre um, SLAA. And she looked at me one day and she said, I wish you could see yourself as I see you. And, you know, I mean, people say those kinds of things to us all the time, but it just, it, it stuck. And I just went like, well, what is that? How do you see me? And I really understood, you know, that inside this sad, grieving person that can't get this dumbass guy to love her was someone really powerful and smart and creative and beautiful you know, and funny and, and strong and yeah. resilient you yeah. know yeah. and yeah and that's and, a success you know you were able to hear it and because of your experience strength and hope and mine you know we've been able to do this podcast and have the success for that but you know for me I want to say that it works if you work it and you know, Elizabeth and I are not perfect by any means. You know, there is still plenty for me to work on, listeners. And we get to share a clearly. little bit of our... <laughs> no. We wouldn't have anything Our to talk about. Clearly. <laughs> you can hear it. And I love that saying, you know, uh, and I've stopped saying it because in SLAA, you know, everybody just kind of is shocked. But, you know, in AA, I heard this. It's like, you know, when a newcomer would come in and usually be some old curm- curmudgeon guy. Yeah, we got some good news and we got some bad news. The good news is there's help. The bad news, it's us. Here we are. <laughs> And, you know, when I was thinking about that, because, you know, I say that to slaw, I can see women like going, what? 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 I-, I need help. What are you I saying? Don't think it's funny. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. But, you know, the truth is, is that we're flawed, you know, and we and the reason that I can help another recovering addict is because I'm a recovering addict. And that's it. That's the only qualification. And I'm just a little bit like, I, and I liken recovery to like, imagine like a cliff by the ocean. And, you know, the, the, the water of addiction has washed me up on this rocky shore. And I'm like, where the fuck am I? I'm, you know, out of the ocean, but I'm on this rocky shore. And then I look up and there's some woman up there on a rock saying, hey, hey, man, hey, come on up here. It's climb we, up. We got yeah. a little cave. It's warm. We got a little yeah, fire. I don't know how to fucking climb. I, don't, I can't do that. Well, just grab on that rock and then put your Take foot there. And take a lot to <laughs> take a step, and a lot of women are like, "I don't want to go that way." It's like, "All right, well, all right, well, I'll be here when you when you do." Yeah, and then go ready. off and try to come up a different way and fall yeah, down and get back in water and yeah. And so you know, I you were up on that rock and you helped me get up, and then you can you've continued your journey, and you know, I like to see it as this you know chain of of hands. You know, you've got a sponsor. You sponsor me. I sponsor women, and and I'm really on a push right now to get my sponsees to sponsor other women strongly. If they're not already sponsoring some women, I'm like, you know, you need to get a sponsor ASAP. So it's uh, MJ isn't as hard as me. I'm like, you finish a fist up, you go get somebody to sponsor, and then call me. <laughs> I love that about you, and I was just, I was just. I am. I'm a bad. I'm hard ass. I do. And I say, I say exactly what I think. And And you're hard ass in recovery and in program. And, you know, 
if you were as hard ass with these men you're dating as you are in program. I might not ever see anybody again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I told you with that that guy last week. He, did I tell you he showed up and he had a uh, uh, he 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 had me meet him at some wine bar and he then he goes oh let's get this and I was like oh I don't drink and he's like oh oh. Why'd you and meet him at a wine bar then, Elizabeth? I didn't know what to do. Well, he suggested it. I didn't suggest it. I was like, okay. I didn't know. He said it was a restaurant. Oh. And then I get there and it's like a wine bar. I didn't know. I don't go to these places. And so he, he orders a flight. And a, a flight is a little wooden thing with three glasses of wine in it. Well, he drinks all of those and then he orders a glass. It's like. Next. Swipe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Right, right, right. But and I, I am hard. I mean, I don't say it, but I was like, I could just tell. I mean, in the beginning, it was fine. We were having fun and we were talking. And then all of a sudden, I felt the. And I was like, oh, he's drunk. We're not, we're not talking anymore. We're not. We he's we gone. He's, he's gone. gone. Yeah. He's gone. Isn't that crazy? Like, I've okay. noticed that. I've noticed that so many times. I, I never saw it like that before. It was so, I, I mean, I just, oh. I've seen it with oh. my brother. I've seen it with my sister. I've seen it with other people. And it's really remarkable how I can watch them just completely check out, numb out, just leave. They've, they've really just gone. And, uh, you know, we don't. We're present. That's a success. But that, it, and it is, it's, some, it's a non-negotiable for me. I really don't mind dating somebody who drinks. And I've been on dates with men that have a beer or a glass of wine. It's fine. But that man drank all three of those. I mean, he, he was me, you know, I saw it cause I know it. I could see cause I know what it is, you know, and I'm choosing not to, to do that. And I really don't want to be with somebody like that because then, okay, now what am I supposed to do? I can't connect with you anymore. Everything that I say is pointless because it's not going to, you know, so it's like. Well, that's why, Elizabeth, as a sex and love addict, me not being emotionally available, that's why I choose, un uh, you know, unavailable men. I don't have to show up like that. And so the success of sobriety means that I am showing up. I am available, at least for a freaking conversation. And, you know, when we don't meet someone that's like that, like, you know, and like my codependence and sort of my people pleasing, I really see it at work where, you know, I see it so clearly. And I've used this example before when someone comes in my office and says, the printer's not working. And I'm like, I hear that the printer's not working. And I go back to my little, is there a question? Do you need something? You know, and... I, I see that more and more, and I see how people out in the world can't communicate well, or I've been able to, like, pull apart a conversation. Somebody says, you know, three things within it, and it's really useful when I talk with my sponsees, because when they talk about this situation happened, X happened, and then Y happened, and then Z, and I, I can help them break it apart. It's like I've got, like, a Frickin', I don't know what it is. It's like seeing the master plan or being able to break it apart. And that to me is just like a freaking superpower. And I use it all the time for myself. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had, a, we had a, a person on our podcast or on the meeting. And I think that she thought we were supposed to be doing um, 
a uh, speaker meeting and she and it was just leading which is just an eight minute thing and so we cut her off and all night long I just was so distressed about that because I just, just thought this woman was just wonderful and I just was like oh I've hurt her feelings and you know how did what did I do wrong and and how can I do it differently and like you know berating myself for my communication skills and then you know and I was just like stop it stop it you know we make mistakes you haven't been your best self in the past 10 months, you know, just cut yourself some slack around this. But it really took a lot of like repeated thoughts around, you know, stopping that obsessive sort of, because that's my addict brain. I mean, I'm much better. I'm certainly not doing it over a guy, but now I worry, it's like, do I owe her an amends? You know, I, I get like frustrated about it. And so it's, it's our default for us to, to beat ourselves up, you know? To get into that place like, oh, I mean, that's so minor and, you know, so inconsequential. And there's so much of it was her responsibility as well, you know, to clarify. Did you mean lead or, you know, so there's... Right, 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 right. It's just not all of you, you know? No, and that's what I got to. But it's like that obsessive pattern. I know, because we like, we just let it go over and over again. And there is, and I remember like when I came, became really, really clear, it was like I came to, like I woke up and I was sitting at my desk, much like this the keyboard there. I was crying. Tears were falling on my keyboard. And I had the thought, like, I cannot believe I chose this for myself. And I knew it. I knew that I had put myself in this position. And the only way out was through me. And diving into me, you know, figuring out why I did it, figuring out what needed to be fixed so that I don't keep doing it, so that I can get out of it, and what to do to never fucking go back there again. Well, for me, what I got to around my little kerfluffle was my ego. That, you know, I'm trying to be this, like, quote-unquote, recovered chick, and it's like some shit got fucked up on my watch. So does that nullify who I am as a recovered person, as a podcast host, blah, blah, blah? Does that throw all that shit in the trash? No. And for heaven's sake, you know, cut yourself some goddamn slack around all that shit. (laughs) You're not the fucking end-all person of the world. Why are we here in the first place? You know, I mean, because of the stuff that we did, you know, I I have a client, um, a new client, and she has an incredible backstory. You know, she um, was, she's a a very petite um, woman, and she was obese because of all of the shit with her mom. And then she had some stuff that she needed to get over some abuse from her brother, And that the mom kind of just swept under the, you know, there's just all of this stuff. And she, yet she's out there and she's coaching women and, and helping them. And she wants to create this center. And we're talking about it. She had this blog post and I was like, your courage and your vulnerability, this is what's going to, you know, when you share your real story that you're going to attract those women, women that are there that need to come out. And that's what you and I were looking for when we were when we started the, the 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 program, not this podcast. We started this podcast. We just really wanted to be able to share the 
combination of our programs, not just within each other, within ourselves, but then with each other, you know, because there is the yin and the yang, you know, where you're, you and I are very different people and, but together we fill in, you know, where the other is not. And that shows that recovery can comes in all kinds of ways for all kinds of people. And, you know, one of the great things that I love about like going to an AA meeting, I mean, they could be, you know, completely opposite of my political view, but we can go in the rooms and we can talk recovery and we can communicate civilly about program and I can hear them and I'm not like completely shut down. Oh, I can't oh, listen to them. Oh, we can agree, you know, right. we can be totally separate into this. I've been in meetings with a demographic that is like so far away from mine, but we are on point. Well, we and are right there, and I'm and I right and I love you know having you know my friend Lucy on when she was on you know that she was like with these old man farmers that you know here she is this you know young chick you know twenty three years old with a bunch of tattoos from head to toe. And, you know, she goes in and it's all, and, and they don't blink an eye and they welcome her in and they love her and they speak program to her and she was able to hear it. So, you know, that, that's a success too, is all of this stuff. So I feel super blessed by everything in my life. And, you know, physically I'm continuing to get well. I still have a little bit of a cough, a little bit of lung stuff going on. But I'm like, you know, so much better than the way I was. And I have like great mental attitude and much more energy. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the things I wanted to say here at the end is that, you know, on October 3rd, the Houston Intergroup is having a workshop. And I'm going to be the co-chair. Elizabeth is going to be on it doing this thing called the Ask It Basket. And so if you would like to register, go out there to uh, Google Houston Intergroup Events and you'll find the workshop. And it's free. And, you know, me being able to do a workshop and be a co-chair, you know, that's a success. I mean, the fact that somebody would want to ask my sick ass to, you know, do that kind of work, I'm like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, all right. I also want to say, listener, audience, we get so much out of doing this, you know, um, when we don't do it, we don't do it for you. We do it for each other. We get on here, we talk about a topic and we go to solution and what works. And, um, we feed each other. We lift each other up. We're honest with each other, direct. And it's, it's been one of the joys of my life. Same here, Elizabeth. And you're not only my sponsor, but you're my recovery partner, which means that I can bounce ideas off of you, you can bounce ideas off of me, and then we can help each other because there are things that I can't see that you can see clearly. I can see you in a different way. Right. And I know where you're, you know, uh, um, it's not a failing where I can see, you know, areas where you want to grow and where it's like you're, you're struggling in that area. And I can see that. So find yourself some recovery partners, listeners. Yes, get it, get it. 
Um, I just joined a couple of Facebook groups and um, Sober Sisters is one of them. It's not Sober Sisters Talk, it's Sober Sisters. It's like 11,000 members. And you guys, if you are struggling, go, go, go join. Go look for Sober. You know, you can find what you need. You can find what you need. It's there and it's, it's out there. And you might have to look a little bit, but it's out there. And I think that's another great thing about the pandemic is that if we hadn't had the pandemic, we wouldn't have started our Friday night meeting. We wouldn't have started our meeting. Yeah, never. We never even would have thought about it. And those people out there doing the Facebook groups and, you know, that people are taking advantage of those groups, like more so now than at any other time. So, so that can be a success too, listeners. I love you. I love you too. Mm. One day at a time, listener. That's it. Okay, until next time. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.